Hey, everybody. Welcome to the GMB podcast. God made butter is what GMB stands for. I'm here with my good friend and lead trainer for GMB, Rose Kaluchia, because you pronounce the H in Kaluchia. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I am Jarlo Alano. I'm one of the co-founders of GMB. I'm one of the guys that steers this ship. Uh, we're going to talk today about injuries, dealing with injuries. This is something that's super common we get from all our clients. Uh, either they're worried about the particular injuries they have and they're working through our programs or they're interested in, in doing another program with us and they don't know if they can or something happened during the course. You know, they're doing our stuff and then something else happened. You know, maybe they were running around playing with their kids and they fell down. Or other stuff. You know, pain is ubiquitous. Pain is ubiquitous. They say 80%, the common stat is that 80% of us experience some kind of low back pain in our lives. That's essentially everyone. That's essentially everyone. And that's just low back pain. But I don't know of anyone that I've talked to in any activity that hasn't had to deal with any kind of pain. You know, us included. You know, we're just, me and Rose were talking before this podcast. You know, she's had a lot of stuff. I mean, your wrist has been bugging you for, for a long time and you do acrobat, you know, acro, you do handstand work, you do all these yep. things. You don't just stop, right? You didn't just stop. I'm the same way. I, I do all of my stuff, you know, martial arts, I train, I do all these things. I'm dealing with like my big toe hurts. I jammed my finger three months ago, my right AC joint, right? doesn't mean I stopped doing stuff, but it also means I got to be smart about what I'm doing. So that's a big part of what we're going to talk about. We're going to outline a few things, then answer some direct questions we've had uh, from people uh, in the emails, on socials, all that stuff. I think one of the most important things to talk about is get a little bit of an overview of what pain is, you know, pain, muscular skeletal pain in, in particular, and, and what that, you know, what that is and, and what the difference between, you know, getting hurt, being injured, uh, acute pain versus chronic pain. And a lot of this, uh, and we have it, we'll have it in our show notes, but we wrote, uh, I wrote an article on our site. It's very simple, gmb.io slash pain. And it talks, uh, it's uh, my compendium of a lot of the current pain science and all these things I've had over the years. Uh, but one of the things we have to talk about is acute versus chronic pain. Acute pain is very uh, obvious right? You fell down, you hurt, you banged your elbow and that shit hurts, right? Anything. That's acute pain. The definition of acute versus chronic, the textbook definition is anything that lasts longer than 12 weeks is considered chronic pain because theoretically all the tissues that have been damaged, uh, whether even if it's bone, you know, bone usually heals in, in eight weeks, eight, 10 weeks, unless it's very, uh, you know, very complicated, very bad fracture. Like even in that respect, even a fracture, you break, you break a bone, should be pretty much healed up in 12 weeks. You sprain your ankle, uh, you hurt a tendon, right? All of these itises, tendonitis, like shoulder tendonitis, impingement, all these things that seem to last longer than 12 weeks. You know, there's a reason. There's a reason, but those are very complex reasons. So that's con chronic pain. So if we just uh, break those two up, uh, the easiest thing to talk about is uh, is acute pain 
where you know something happened, right? Again, you fell, something hit you, you sprain an ankle. Uh, the primary uh, components of why you're feeling pain is that something happened, right? Uh, if you didn't have that, if you didn't have pain, and there's, there's conditions where people didn't have pain, then you would mess yourself up even more, right? The whole point of pain in our body, acute pain, is that so you get off of that thing that you just hurt. You don't make it, so you don't make it worse. That's the whole purpose of acute pain. There's tissue damage, there's all these things, and your body responds by making it painful, so you stop using it, you stop putting weight on it, you don't make things worse. Then it sends blood and all that stuff that's swelling and inflammation to make it even more harder to uh, to make, sorry, to, to hurt more. Okay, right? so wait, I'm going to pause you for one second because I feel like what you're saying is really, really important. So if I'm training and all of a sudden I, you know, do something weird, I twist a certain way and I start to feel pain, that's the moment I stop. Oh, yeah, man. So that's that's interesting. I just want to be clear about it because I think that's super interesting. I think that's super interesting because the way I'm talking about it, it's like really common sense to me. But there's two ways to look at it. You know, you fell down and you hit your elbow. You know it, and you fell down, and you're like, crap. You know you shouldn't be. Now you need to hold that and like not move it. So that's distinct. And this happened to me. This happens to me all the freaking time. And it sucks. And I remember saying it. I, I probably even texted you about it one time. I was squatting. Right? I squat. Mm-hmm. I'm doing my front squats. It's usual. Right? My third set. Something was wonky. Oh, my mid-back feels a little weird. Oh, that's fine. I'll stretch it out. I'll do another set. And then f- fucked myself up, man. Like, how many times... <laughs> It's just shitty. I should have stopped because that's what it is. Even if it's a little cramp, it's a muscle thing and it starts tightening up. Your body's telling you that something happened, whether it was something major or it's just a really little thing, your body and your brain is going to react to it and it's going to spasm up because it, it thinks something happened. That's another thing too. I didn't fracture my spine. I didn't, but you, the body sometimes is either it's, it's either zero or a hundred, right? It's it's sort of like it's hurt or it's not hurt, right? And that's another you know this is a very complex topic, but that's why some people have pain for this chronic pain for years and years because their 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 switch is so sensitive, right? But anyway, like I knew it. I was like, oh, I'll just I'll just do a little stretching, and it did feel better. But what's happening is your body will cramp that stuff up. It'll it acts like everything is a trauma. And so, yep, I should have stopped. But how many times? I know there's people listening. How many times did you just keep going? I think everybody does it. And I, and, I, and I hear it in classes too with my clients where they'll do something and I'll see them like touch their shoulder or like move their wrist. And I'm like, are you okay? And they're like, oh, it just felt a little weird. And I'm like, is it pain? And they're like, eh, it's not that bad. I can keep going. And that's like the moment where you're like, wait, let's right. hang on a second. Because, and, and that's another nuance too. It's like your body responds and pain isn't necessarily that it's all messed up. You broke something. Yes, it is. But it's, 
again, let's, uh, it's what I said earlier. Pain also makes your body have a response. And so that's a good one, like especially back pain and uh, yeah, back and neck pain, spinal pain. A lot of the pain we have is reactive to our perception of injury. There's not necessarily tissue damage injury that's like it's a straight uh, correlation with like, you know, the whole thing. My disc is torn or my, my whatever. My nerve is pinched. Right. My nerve is pinched. That actually doesn't really mean a lot because, you, you know, you look at this is a very classic thing. You look at MRIs, you look at two of them and you look, man, that is look at that degenerative disc. Or look at that bulge. I bet you that person is in a lot of pain. Then you look at another one like, oh, that looks pretty good. The spaces between the spine is good. The disc outline margin is good. That person is probably fine. The majority of times you can't tell. That person that you saw, oh, they're probably in a lot of pain. They're fine. They're fine. You see this other one like, oh, they're all right. They have this intractable chronic pain for, for years and years. So it's really important in the case of, you know, this kind of chronic pain or pain that's been dealing with to, to not, not rely on those images and stuff. Right. You know, again, that's different with acute stuff. If you're, you see a fracture, pretty sure you're being a little bit of pain. Right. <laughs> right. But the, you know, th- this is, this is interesting. This is why it's, it's really hard to talk to about all of these things because it's very relatable to what you're doing. Right. Right. And so we're not saying if you have any kind of pain at all, stop, stop doing what you're doing. Cause that's not it too. We're, t- we're saying we have acute, acute pain. You're doing all this stuff. Maybe you should chill out for like a, a few hours or a day. That's huge. right. If you weren't in pain and you're doing stuff and pain shows up, maybe stop. That's maybe probably stop. Idea. Maybe stop for a little bit. <laughs> and we'll talk a little bit more about sort of, yeah, this step-by-step process. But uh, another thing is, is realizing that pain is emotional. We're not saying pain is all in your head, but we're saying everything associated with that pain is necessarily emotional. It sucks. It sucks. It sucks whether you're dealing with something for a couple of days or a week or whether you're dealing with something for months and years. And we all fit into that category at some point in our lives. If you don't, well, God, God bless you. Right. But especially for us and you know us as we're in a fitness world and you know everyone listening that's trying to feel better move better get better get stronger whatever you're you're gonna encounter these things because shit happens it's just the way it is it's just part of it yeah it's just part of it and rose you want to talk to about talk a little bit about okay so we're talking about all this when do you see a doctor medical doctor emergency room Versus going to see uh, a f- your physical therapist, massage therapist, chiropractor, even your personal trainer that maybe knows how to do a few things. When do you know that? Well, one of the main things is super obvious. If you're bleeding out of your ears, you need to go <laughs> see a doctor, right? But another thing is, is if you have pain, since we're talking about pain, that you don't know, don't really know what happened. Like there was no obvious traumatic cause, uh, for example. Right, like you woke up one morning and you have back pain out of yeah, nowhere. You, 
out of nowhere. And it's not like, oh, and, and you'll have it. It's sort of this intuitive thing where you're like, man, I slept wrong because my muscle is kind of weird. No, it's this sort of ache that you're like, what? And it's unusual, right? You're, you've been sleeping in your same bed. You, went, you had a normal day before, right? You didn't eat anything funny. None of this stuff. All the variables were fine. But then you wake up. And you're like, what is this? Right. And we don't need to go into it too much, but there are what they call non-musculoskeletal causes of pain, like organ stuff, disease things. You know, again, this is a really low percentage, but it's high risk. It's stuff where you need to go and get it checked out. And so it's always easy to say, oh, yeah, I always see the doctor. But, you know, we know we're not going to do that. We know we're right. not going to do that because we've all went to the doctor for something. Then they, you know, they, they just say, Oh, you're fine. Here's, here's, here's a pamphlet, you know, but there's, <laughs> but there's also stuff where, and I've had it cause I treated patients for lots of years and, you know, not to have all these kind of dire things, but there's like pancreatic cancers. There's all this stuff, tumors. Right. It's real. It's real, but it, it we're not saying you need to kind of Google everything and discover. Don't go down that road. Don't, <laughs> don't go, go down that road. <laughs> don't go to WebMD and discover you have cancer. But there's stuff that uh, it's actually pretty intuitive. It's pretty intuitive. If you don't know the cause of it, you can't guess at it. You should probably go see the doctor. Okay. You know, other... So when when do you see a physio then? Like... Yeah. So with with seeing like a physical therapist or a chiropractor or other kind of musculoskeletal therapist. We can flip it up. You know, you heard it. You were, you were doing some exercise, you know, you were doing some dips. Oh, what man, my shoulder hurt. Right. You gave it a, a few days rest. You're doing stuff. You're trying to work through it and it hasn't improved. Right. If you have to go, oh, I think it's a little bit better. It's not better. It's not better. My whole thing when I was talking to patients is like, if you're within two or three weeks, you're doing stuff and it doesn't feel good, it's probably not going to get better on, on its own. Or if it is, it's going to take a freaking long time mm-hmm. to get better on its own. And then that's when you can go ahead and, you know, if you, if you have great insurance and you can bypass going to see your MD or you can just call their office and they're like, yeah, here, go see uh, your regular PT or go see our PT. That's, that's a good one. To do. All right. Cool. So physical so physical therapists are when we know we know we did something. We know we, we we know we have something muscular, we know we tweaked something, we did something and now we're hurting. But if we wake up and we're in pain or or just out of kind of out of nowhere something comes up, that then it's a better idea to go see the doctor. Right. And I think this also too depends on your history. Like if you are active, right, you know these things about your body. You know it. Either you've dealt with them before or you've done all this stuff. There's another thing when we're going through school, and I've actually had a few patients, and this is no offense to our friends listening in the Southern states, especially women, but there's this thing they call the Southern Bell Syndrome. So this is, you know what I'm talking about? Have you heard of this? I have not heard of this. So it's, it's basically, it's, it's very sexist, but it's also true. It's because there's people that, and I, it's probably nothing, nobody that's listening here. Or maybe it is. Maybe you're just starting out. 
that haven't done things before. They haven't been very active. They haven't done sports, right? They're not used to having some pain or some hurt in their body. And so it's not that they overreact. It's just brand damn new. And they call right. it the southern, you know, they're, they're sheltered. They're, you know, they're doing all these things. Uh, this is actually true. This, this probably fits uh, some, some clients we've had where uh, they were used to a certain activity, but then they start doing these locomotion stuff. They start doing all these things that are totally you know, different. The whole, the whole muscles I've never used before thing. Right. Right. And then the pain is just, what is that? Right. So that, this is sort of, that's sort of an extreme example of that. So yeah, it's, it's interesting. We do get questions about that a lot, actually, uh, write-ins about, especially with elements or locomotion program where, you know, movements like monkey and frogger, where you're in a deep squat for prolonged periods of time, that's not a position that we're normally in, in our regular lives, um, especially for longer periods of time. And people will be like, I feel things happening in my legs. Is that normal? Right, right. Because we don't normally feel that. Right. There's that. And there's the flips. Um, kind of more extreme-ish example of that is what you and I were talking about with uh, the trainers that you know at where you work at the gym, where they were trying to do these new things that you were teaching them, and they just did way too much of it. They just power through it. They're like, they oh, just power I be through able to it. Do like ten minutes at a time. Right. Yeah. And so there's that. There's the other opposite. They these people are very fit. You know, they're they train as a profession. They do all kinds of other stuff, but they don't do these things. And they, they're like, oh, this is easy. I can right, it looks this. so easy. I should be able to do this, no problem. Well, if you're not in that position for prolonged periods of time, and then you put yourself in it, you might hurt afterwards right. if you don't be careful. <laughs> and, and this goes back to uh, that original question of, you know, how do you know if the, the pain is a really bad thing and it's more than just something you can deal with? Is look at the variables that happened before this pain happened. Mm-hmm. Right? Were you doing anything? This is one of my, you know, we always take a patient history, like anything unusual in the last couple of weeks. Right? Even if it's down to, even if it's not just like, oh, yeah, I started exercising differently or I do. Sometimes, are you not sleeping as well? Right? Are you not eating? Are you, have you been on a diet? That's another thing, too. People don't realize that. You go on the diet. Even if it's just decreased calorie intake, that matters. That's a change. Right. Or some any kind of change, restriction. Any kind of change. Yeah. So, so that's a, a huge thing, too, in determining whether uh, you need to go see a doctor or if this pain is just something out of the ordinary. Is like, look at all the variables that happened before. Right. Stress right. response, too, is a huge one. If you're stress. in a stress out state, you're going to be more likely to potentially feel pain or injure yourself. I know that's true for me. I mean, even some of my old chronic injuries, when I get stressed out, I don't even have to do anything. Right. They'll just start bothering me. Stress is massive. And that, and you know, this is the whole part of, uh, especially the newer pain science in the last couple of decades. It's not saying that all the, all the pains in your head, you know, don't think about it. Right. No, it's saying that there's this very strong interrelationship between what's happening in the tissues themselves, you know, whether there's damage, whether there's not, you know, what kind of inflammatory cycle you're in, sometimes inflammation. So this is another thing. Inflammation is good. <laughs> right. It's good in the first few days. Right. It's right? a healthy it response. Helps your response. It's a healthy 
you need it to happen. The blood flow goes in there. It stops you from doing, you know, making it worse. It's when it continues and it's chronic, right? And, and, and does all that stuff. But there's also like, again, your stress response, your anxiety about it. It's not the cause of your pain, but it's a very big contributor to whether this pain is manageable, right? Or whether it is just going to straight up keep you at home because you can't do anything. Right. So let, let's give a little bit more uh, kind of actionable things. Okay. And one of the things is we always answer for our clients in emails and stuff and even in person. They got injured. Now what? Now what do you do? What do I do? Do I just work through it? Do I go and uh, if I hurt my shoulder, does that mean I just go on the bike? Do lower right? body. Do lower body. Stretch. Do lower body, right? Do the other side. Yeah, there's, there's, there's good reasons for that. But let's talk a little. This is something we alluded to earlier. Your body is going to respond to it in a certain way, whether it's a major injury or not. It's kind of an on and off switch. When I was squatting, I know I didn't break my spine. I did not fracture my spine. Right. Right. But the muscle started cramping up as if, as if it happened. Right. And I should have just stopped, you know, put everything away and just chilled out. Right. That's what you got to do. You fall down, you, you hurt something or you even get a tweak and you're like, oh, that you feel it. You feel it cramping up. Ooh. Sorry, dog, dog barking issues on my, my side. We'll have to edit that out. <laughs> but anyway, that's what the chilling out is. It's a systemic thing. Your body is going to react in a way that uh, is, is both good and bad. If it's good because in, the, in that moment, that particular moment, you have to deal with it. It's bad if that continues on you know, for weeks and weeks. And that's something we really want to make sure it doesn't happen because the best way to get out of chronic pain is to actually not get into chronic pain in the first place. Right. And right. so how do you avoid that? How do you avoid that? Well, one of the worst By things to do. not doing anything, right? Right. The, one of the worst things to do is to power through it, just like what we said. Oh, it's fine. I'm just going to power through it because you could be making things worse. But also, even if you don't make things worse, say physically, meaning like, at the tissue level, like you're creating more trauma, you could be making things worse with how your, your brain and nervous system reacts to it. Because now it's like, oh, this thing isn't going away. So I'm going to continue to have this, this output of, of uh, you know, muscle ache, muscle spasm. So there's two things there. You could be making it worse, like, like objectively, that tear is getting bigger, right? Or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then there's also the thing of, how your, your body's response to it. And so you're going to create more of a problem. So that doesn't mean, Oh, I got to stop doing things for like three weeks. Don't move complete bed rest. That's wrong too. That's wrong too. But it's not like, like you said, I hurt my, my right side. So I'm just going to do leg extensions on my left side. No, it's a systemic thing. 
if you hurt yourself, you have some pain, take the rest of that day off at least. Take it off, man. Chill out. And probably the next day too, maybe you can start walking. Maybe you can start doing things that are get some blood flow. That's good. That's when you start going. We're not saying complete bed rest. We're just saying common sense, chill out on it for a little bit, right? If you are sick, say even if you're first sick with like a cold or, or a, a mild flu or something, you should not be working out. It's the same thing if you hurt yourself. What is, why, why are you working out? Why are you working out? Why do you want to do that? If you think it's going to be because you're going to help make it better, that's not true. So go ahead. But if you're working out because you have it in your head that, oh, I, I got to keep working out. I gotta, I'm going to lose my gains, man. I'm going to lose my gains. I, I, I got to suck it up. Well, that's completely wrong. That's completely wrong. Even if you are a professional athlete, is that the right thing to do? And then you sideline yourself for a couple gains? No, that's, that's lose money. Right? Even right. with that. And I'm pretty sure 99% of us here are not professional athletes. Even, pe- even if you are a, a fitness pro, fitness professional and doing stuff, you, know, you have to take care of yourself. And that extra workout one day is not going to negate all your gains. And it could possibly affect you for months. I was just going to say, this is the thing that I also want to communicate is that this is hard for all of us. It's not like if people are listening and they're like, oh, but it's really, really hard for me to like make that call. It is for all of us. I, I struggle with that too sometimes where I'm like, oh, does, you know, how does this, my shoulder feel? Is that, I mean, oh, it's pretty good. Uh, I'm feeling a little under the weather, but I'm not totally sick. Like I struggle with that too. It's hard. It's really hard to, sometimes decipher what's going on, but usually when in doubt, <laughs> skip the day. Skip I mean, the day. it's not, it's really, you can actually cause yourself to have to sit out for longer right. if you keep working on it. Right. Um, you can so there's, buy yourself some time and taking a day. Off. That's absolutely it. There's two things. First of all, it's not going to make or break you. Second of all, the consequences are way, could be way worse than the benefits of having that extra day. So with that, the next part is, okay, how do I know when I start training again? So that we need to be really more specific. So what do you mean by start training again? Meaning go back to exactly what you were doing, right? That's not the next day. No way. When, how do I know when I start training again? Meaning when can I start and gradually build up again, right? And that is actually sooner than you think. Like after that chilling out for a day or two, you can get back into it and you should. You actually should. It, it's much better to, to get moving again and do stuff and that will help you. Now, notice we're very nuanced about that and it's not like jump into it. Oh, you'll be fine. No pain, no gain. That's the other extreme versus the other extreme of lay in your bed, don't do nothing. Right. Right. How could either of those things be good? Right. right? And so here's a, a little bit of a, a rubric for how, how you know you should get back into it. So it's not no pain. And again, even it's, it's really not no pain, no gain, because there's going to be a little bit of pain. But there's, let's talk about a baseline of pain, right? So you, you say it's your knee. You hurt your knee, you tweaked it, 
Uh, Let's get a real specific example. Okay. Let's say I started Elements three weeks ago, one of our programs, and I didn't have any knee problems before I started, but I've been doing Elements for three weeks and I'm starting to feel some, some stuff going on in my knee. What do I do? Oh, that's a good one. Okay. So you took a, a day or two off because you tweaked it. You go back to it, right? You say you have a little bit of pain right now. You figure out what your baseline is. So on the scale of one to 10, it's a very easy thing. The scale of one to 10, one, you know, meh, no, probably no pain at all. 10, worst pain, you got to go doctor, right? Okay. See where you are there. If you are at a five or a six or a seven, right? Probably need another day off or so. Right. If you are around, or probably, let's just say six, six and above, because this, you know, this is really subjective. But if you're around like a two to three to four, maybe five, you, this is where you kind of have to figure out for yourself where you're at, and that's your baseline. Say you're a three out of four out of pain, a uh, three out of ten out of pain, and you get started, and you do their stuff. Let's let's say you're working on elements, and the workout usually takes you about 30 minutes, right? And you usually do a two, a couple of minutes of the bear, right? You do your warm ups, you do all this stuff. I want you to cut it in half. You can do half of what you did before or less. Right? So I'm supposed to work on my locomotion for 15 minutes. I'm going to do seven and a half. You're going to do seven and a half or you're going to do five, whatever. But you're already going to have that in your head. I'm going to do half or less of what I'm gonna, of what I usually do. So that's the first thing. The next thing is you look at your baseline. You're like, I'm about a three out of 10 right now. My knee feels achy, but it'll, be, it'll feel good to move maybe. Okay. That's your baseline. If it stays the same or gets better, awesome. Do your seven and a half minutes. You feel good, but stop there. Don't stop keep going. There. Don't keep going. So that's one. Or you do it and it creeps up maybe to four, maybe into five, but it comes down, but you're still around that thing. And you're like, okay, it's good. That's fine. Actually. It's, it's good. You go, but go to their seven minutes and then you stop or you're doing the stuff. You're doing the bear. You're doing your frogger, whatever you're doing your locomotion. And it feels good for about a minute, two minutes. And then bang, it goes up to six, seven. You're like, oh man, it's sharp. Right, you shake it out, you try again, and then bam, you stop there. Doesn't matter, you stop there, and you try again tomorrow. Okay, so, question, question mm-hmm. before we go before we go on about this. So, say I go, I take my days off, I go back, my pain levels at like a two three. It stays pretty consistent through the workout. I'm good. Next day, wake up, it's at a seven. Right, and this is why uh, we said you got to do half. Because mm-hmm. half is just a, a reasonable thing or less. And even you feel, because this happens all the time. You feel good. You feel good. You're like, oh, I'm going to keep going. And then that doesn't take into account because you don't know how you're going to feel the next day. You don't know how you're going to feel a few hours later because sometimes that happens the next day. So that's why that's my thing of over the years. I always tell my patients, you have, right? I could say do a third. It's arbitrary, but it's basically don't do what don't you do think. as much. <laughs> don't do what you think you can do because it's very easy to stop 
once the pain increases as you're doing your exercises and your workout. That makes sense. Yeah, I'll stop. It's very hard to stop and it doesn't seem like you should when everything feels okay. But you need to. You need to because you don't know how you're going to feel the next day. Okay, so with that case, you do. You do get, you, you, you're staying about three or four. Uh, you stop at that seven minutes. The next day, you're like, you're paying to the seven. Okay. You, maybe you chill out the day, but actually you could probably start again and see if it helps. Because sometimes it does. But you cut that even more. You cut that in half again. So you were supposed to do seven and a half minutes or you're supposed to do 15 minutes. So you did seven and a half, but then you got more pain the next day. So you cut it down to three and you try again. That's very systematic. Odds are you're probably okay because sometimes that seven out of 10 pain is just, it's just a reaction. It's just a reaction. So this is the heart of uh, what they call in the literature and and pain science graded uh, exercise activity. But this is kind of built into, uh, and if you t- have been through our programs and you go through our programs, it's built into our method when we talk about how your rating of exertion is, right? We talk about your rating of your technique and quality. It's, it's your, you're grading yourself within the session to always be in this nice optimal state, right? This right. is what we rail against when we, the mentality of no pain, no gain thing. Yes, you're going to have to, exert effort and do all these things, but we're not what you want to be mindful of. Are you in that sweet spot? All right. You're, are you in that sweet spot of discomfort to progress, but you're not past that point where it's making it worse. Right. So that's huge. I think there's a lot, we can repeat this again and again. The mindfulness isn't just a cliche quote of, you know, that's happening all the time. Oh, you got to be mindful. You got to be this. It's very real and it's very helpful. And it's very important to progress and also keep you safe and, uh, and able to continue to, uh, to exercise. You have to be very aware of what you're doing. Right. 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 And being able to modify as needed, like, you know, say our elements program, we do most of our programs, it's timed intervals instead of sets and reps, but maybe five minutes is too long. Right. And that's okay to change it. Mm Mm-hmm. And we, we talk about this all the time, all the time, whenever we start. And of course, if it says five minutes on the page, right, on the program, you want to do it. Of course you want to do it. We all want to do it. We all want to do it. And you should if you can. You should if you can. But you have to be very honest with yourself. Can you really do it? Most of the time, yes. Right? But some days are different than others. And you right. shouldn't push through. Because that's not helpful. And if you were going into it already knowing you have a joint that, you know, had a chronic injury or you're coming back from an injury. Then you have to be even more mindful. Exactly. Exactly. So that's the nuance and and the kind of heuristic for, okay, when can I start training again? Well, this is what, this is what it is. And we just described, uh, actually pretty exactly what we recommend in our programs. Uh, and even if you're not doing a, our programs, you're out, you're doing something else. That's exactly what I would recommend. You, uh, you want to get back into it. You know what you've done before do half or less. You you're in a little bit of pain right now. You stay at that baseline of pain, maybe a little bit higher, not much higher, 
But if you're doing that, then you, you're, you're fine. If it goes up as you do it, then you need to stop, go and do something else. And we're not saying stop working out. We're saying do something else where you can maintain that baseline. And then you stop and you wait for the next day. And then you see what happens. And then you repeat that process. And then that is graded exercise activity, graded movement activity for, uh, for dealing with pain. Uh, and that's something that's in therapy. That's something in rehab, something and with uh, even probably a lot of good fitness professionals out there is doing it. That's real, realistic stuff. And that's, that's, what, what, that's what we're saying. We're not saying don't do anything, right? We're not saying don't do anything and we're not saying no pain, no gain because that's smart. We're being smart here. You want to be smart for yourself too, right? Right. And I wanted to give one more example because our, our example with elements is pretty straightforward. So I'm going to use myself as an example real quick because I injured my wrist uh, back in like January of this past year. And I've consulted with Charlo a lot <laughs> over <laughs> the course of this injury about how to, how to deal with it. And my graded uh, exercise activity looked a little bit differently because I was training handstands. So obviously, even after a couple of weeks of laying off my hand, I couldn't go back to handstands, right? Like right. that was just going to be too much. But I could go back to doing bear walks. I could go back to doing um, pulling exercises. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. any kind of hanging, chin-ups, uh, rings work, I could go back and doing anything. And then later came parallettes work. I could go back to working on parallettes. It just oh, yeah, I remember that. A lot longer to be able to have my hand completely flat and take all my body weight. So I just wanted to give another example that's a little bit more abstract, maybe, um, for how to come back from an injury. That's, and you know, and yeah, that reminds me a lot of this stuff. You have to realize that some injuries take, they seem like they take forever to heal. Totally. They, they will heal, but they take months, especially when things like wrists and toes and, and these kind of small joints. Like I was wrestling, uh, this was like a couple years ago. I was wrestling in my classes and I was just rolling with this guy and he jammed my wrist back. You know, normal stuff. It wasn't on purpose. I was like, oh, that's sore. That sucks. Right? A couple days. And man, that took months. Mm -hmm. It took months. I could not put, uh, and I didn't, I knew I didn't fracture. I knew all these things that, you know, all this stuff. And I couldn't do my normal thing. So I had to figure out what I, I didn't mean I stopped exercising. Right? But I had to do all these things. And when I say it took months to get better, I mean 100%. I'm talking about like, I don't feel any pain with it at all. Right? Right. Right. And so that's what we're also saying when people say, oh, um, can I get back into training when I feel this way or I feel this way? And we, you don't want to think about it as in you have to get straight up 100% better because actually that, that, it might not happen. It might not. It, and, not and that's not fatalistic because things heal and things get better. But uh, one of the the sayings for uh, for pain is the number one determinant of whether you're going to have pain again, a pain in a in a joint or your back, or your ankle or whatever is previous injury. Right. Right. Like the number one thing: uh, Are you going to sprain your ankle? Well, did you sprain your ankle before? Right? And you might do it again. And I might do it again, and that's because again, it's the body's response, and now you know everything's kind of turned up. And that's why it's super important to give your body good inputs, good inputs for uh, 
for moving and exercise. That's why you have to to do these things. My friend uh, Todd Hargrove, uh, Better Movement, he had this great book. He calls it good news. You have to give your body good news, right? And good news means moving in a way that's not painful or it's very mi- minimal and discomfort is there and you can do more. Bad news is when you get back into it and it feels the same and it's shitty, right? So you want to give your body good news. I like that a lot. And that's, that's the nuance. You should be doing things, you know. That's what working through it really should mean. Mm-hmm. That you're being mindful and you're doing these things. Mm-hmm. Right? Right? So yeah, if you have aches and pains from, uh, let's, let's flip it again. And you're just getting into exercise, right? Or you're getting back into it. Taking or, off and coming back. Right. Or you're now you're doing something so new. You're used to lifting weights. You're used to doing classes and you're used to spinning. You're used to doing all these things, but you're not used to these locomotion exercises. You're not used to these things where you're twisting one way as you go up and down. Right. Uh, you're not, haven't been involved in dance or martial arts or other performing things. And then, but you're interested in doing these things now. Well, tell you what you're gonna be sore (laughs) it's fully new that whole i I had i'm using muscles i never used before kind of thing that's true but that's also why we go look at your baseline of how you feel do half of what you think you should do even if you feel good you know because you got to see what you do the next morning then you adjust from there you have to continually adjust you have to continually reassess you have to Yes. That's that's longevity. We want to be doing this for the rest of our lives because it makes the rest of our lives better. We're not doing this for a couple years for whatever or a couple months. We're not doing this because we're on a 30-day challenge, right? We're in a 30-day squat challenge, right? I hate that stuff. It's stupid. <laughs> what does it even do for you, right? I'm on a 30-day whole foods thing. Oh, that's great. You mean you're going to, what, what's happening at the end of 30 days? You're going to die? There is no 30 days. There's the rest of our lives, man. That's what I don't get. Maybe it's because we're older. Right? Maybe. And, and maybe when you're younger, you think that way. Like, I just turned 45. And I'll tell you what, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. There was a thing, right? In one of my recent videos on, uh, and we put them on the page and, uh, you know, the comments was like, Oh, Jarl has been doing this 30 plus years or whatever. And then there was a comment. The guy was like, he doesn't even look 30 years old or whatever. All yeah, right. Man. I'm 45, man. <laughs> right. But I, I get it. It's probably only in the last 10 years or so that I've had kind of this mentality of, of the rest of my life. I used to be that go hard, go home. I spent hours, right? Sometimes yeah. I still do, but I'm smart about it. Yeah, and I think that your your um, comment about constantly reassessing is where it's at. And and Ryan always says, you know, go through your warm up. Right. Use your warm up to see where you're at for the day. That's huge. And adjust as needed. So if right. if I'm going through my warm up and my wrist doesn't feel awesome, it feels pretty achy or it's just not warm. I feel like I can't get it moving well. Like maybe I'm not going to do the, the handstand workout that I had planned. Maybe I'm right. going to do something else instead. Right. Because there's still stuff I can do and I don't have to do that specific exactly. workout. Exactly. There's still stuff you can do and you should do it. Or something, just, 
it just feels like hell. If it feels like hell, then maybe you should just stop. Tomorrow's another day, man. Right. It's a real Or thing. I feel exhausted. Right. So maybe I shouldn't work out today. Maybe I shouldn't work out today. Oh, that's blasphemy. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't work out today. So, you know, I hope uh, we gave you all some really kind of concrete examples. It's really hard. It's really easy to be vague because it's a very complex topic, but you'll see that a lot of this stuff is baked in to how we train our clients and how we have in our programs and how we actually recommend things for people that even if they're not, because it's born out of my experience with patients for, you know, 20 years and it's born out of Ryan's uh, and Andy's interaction with their clients and teaching students and like with Rose and Chris and uh, a lot of our other trainers out there, you know, we have experience working with people and this is, this is what we found to be best. So, well, you know, here's the thing. If you're one of our clients and you're working through the programs and you're concerned about, uh, you know, maybe you have some injuries, maybe you're th- concerned about things that you've had in the past, give us a shout howdy at gmb.io we we will respond to everything right and if you're not our clients or you're interested in in our programs go ahead and do that too but yeah right rose will answer it personally seriously i will right well rose <laughs> and there's uh there's four other people on staff uh four uh so there's five of you guys four of them are our trainers right mm-hmm. and so again they've had lots of experience Years, you know, we're nine years now of GMB, so years of GMB, but also years of on their own of training clients and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yep, we get a lot of questions every day about aches and pains, and is this program appropriate for me? Can I do it? Should I stop? What should I do? So, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. Awesome. Uh, so with those questions, anything that you're interested in too, also uh, for more nuanced take and a little bit more detailed description, gmb.io slash pain for uh, my uh, pain article. That'll help a bunch. We also have all of these uh, body part articles, back, shoulder, knee. Uh, that's something we spent a lot of time with and uh, I'm really happy with actually uh, with uh, how they turned out and how helpful they've been to a lot of people over the years mm-hmm. so check that out uh, and again this is something that you know we all deal with and yes there can be some really significant changes to your life because of it but uh, there's there's a way out of it I mean not to be all kind of mushy or all that but you know you don't have to be in pain for your whole life you don't there's ways out of it uh, it's not saying you're going to be completely pain-free because I don't believe that. I don't believe it happens because as we live life, you know, we're going to have some of that pain. We're just saying it doesn't have to be suffering, right? There's a difference between having pain and and suffering. Right. Well, thank you all for listening. Rose, anything else you want to add? No, this is really good. I feel like it's a, it's a hard topic to talk about because there is so many different, different levels to it. But I thought that your advice about if you're doing something and you feel pain happen, stop. No, really stop. <laughs> um, don't try to keep going. Stop. So we've all and made that mistake. Reevaluate yeah. the next day. See how you feel. I think that's huge. 
And if you have chronic pain to get some help with that from a physical therapist or uh, Cairo or somebody um, to figure out what's going on so that you don't have to live with that. Right. I've but been there. We've all been there with chronic pain. There. There's lots of really good people out there, no matter the, the discipline. So you can say physical therapist, you can say chiropractor, osteopath, massage therapist, acupuncturist. Uh, they all, can all be really good, especially if they're following uh, the very good advances in pain science education in, again, the last 15, 20 years. You know, there's a whole evidence-based pain uh, pain community and it's it's very good you know and again they have nuance it's it's not like oh just do this or just do that right that's another that's a red flag of maybe you shouldn't be working with that person if there's just so dogmatic right right but you know it's across the discipline you don't have to see a pt or you don't have to see a chiro or you don't have to see this or that uh there's so much good people across all disciplines now so well, thank you very much. Thanks, Rose, for the conversation. Yeah, this is great, Charlo. And remember to email us if you have any questions at all. Howdy at gmb.io. Thank you. Bye.